I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 178, for the weekend starting 2 June 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, restructuring looming at Telcom. Also this week, Celsius new tariff plans, iFlix unveils Africa launch plans, and SA isn't included in the first round. Intel announces the new Core i9. Yes, you heard that right. Core i9 processor. More power. Andy Rubin's smartphone. Uh, And we're very excited to announce Tech Central is getting a fresh new look. I can't wait. We'll tell you all about it. Time to press the Turbo Boost button on another podcast. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rafa? How's it, Duncan? Let's dive straight in with our quiz. And the first question this week, as you know, Intel has launched a brand new processor, um, the Core i9, that has how many processing cores? Which is South Africa's most connected province in terms of telecommunications, according to a new study by Statistics South Africa? The third question, Andy Rubin, the man who created Android, has built an Android phone. What is it called? Fourth question, which airline's IT systems crashed last weekend, causing massive disruption for travelers? Mm. And the last question, which African country this week switched off the internet allegedly to stop school exams from being leaked? What a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll get to those uh, answers at the end of the show. But let's jump straight in with the news. And uh, there's lots to talk about this week. Uh, Yeah, Celsi back in it, eh? Celsi, Telcom, iFlix, Intel... Andy Rubin and Tech Central's redesign all on the all on the cards this morning. But let's talk about Telcom first. And uh, Bloomberg running a story yesterday, uh, saying that there's going to be a um, big shakeup at Telcom. They're announcing results on Monday, so I would expect that if there is an announcement, it will happen at those results. Mm. Uh, the suggestion that they're going to be split into four operating companies with a holding company at the top, uh, headed by Sipo Maseko, um, and and four retail units, some of which may then be sold off some of which may be listed on the stock exchange separately. In fact, the talk is that uh, Business Connection, which they bought two years ago for 2.7 billion rand, may be refloated on the stock market as a, as a separate listed entity. Um, obviously, they've merged Telcom Business into that, into that company. Mm. Uh, but uh, this, the talk is that, that that may be on the cards. So they're talking about a retail operation offering landline, wireless, and internet services, uh, um, as well as IT services, wholesale, uh, broadband, and uh, retail estate divisions. Sorry, real, real estate divisions. A big pardon. So it's, it's basically consumer, uh, wholesale, uh, business, and real estate as separate entities. Uh, that's very interesting. I wonder why they would do that. That doesn't seem to be a very wise move at this point in the companies. I don't know. I mean, companies, uh, we'd have to fi- find out some more detail, and, and presumably there's going to be detail announced on Monday. But uh, they're saying they're creating, he's, I'm, I'm quoting Maseko here, quote, creating a more focused business. Sorry, creating more focused business units as well as a more lean and fit-for-purpose strategic corporate center. Um, while there are no current plans to list any of the businesses, that could be a consideration in the future. Mm. I, I think what they're doing here is they're trying to unlock unlock value for shareholders. Mm. Um, so it's not about the customer, though. It's about the guys making the money. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there lay lies my point. <laughs> okay. Um, but we'll find out more on Monday about what it actually means, yeah, yeah. assuming this is happening and what, what it means for uh, uh, for you and me, if anything, at the end of the day. Well, not so much us anymore because we're not really telecom subscribers. So we, oh, you, are, you still use their cell phone. Yeah, I'm, cell on their phone cell phone. I'm on their cell phone division, but I no longer have a telecom landline. You're, you're completely extricated from telecom, are you? Yeah, they still actually have a cable coming into my house. I don't know how I can get rid of it, but that's the only connection I have to telecom. <laughs> a still. piece of copper. <laughs> yeah, a piece you of copper. melt it down and turn it into a, into a little uh, trinket or something. Like, yeah, maybe I should. Like, and sell it at the robots like everyone else does. <laughs> should I cut it with a pair of scissors or not? I don't want to mess everybody else up in the neighborhood. So. Yeah. Technically, I don't think you're allowed to touch that piece yeah, of cable. Yeah, that's why I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't attempted any of these things I've been breaking. In theory, if you snip it off, I think that... Uh, I think that uh, you could be arrested. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think so. so Look, I'm all I'm, I'm one for backup, so it's good to have that. In yeah. ever there's a need for it again. Yes, but um, yeah, we'll see. I remember when dealing with the fiber guys at home, we had both OpenServe and Vumatel um, um, in our housing estate, and uh, uh, Vumatel. I was chatting to the OpenServe guys, and um, I suggested, well, you know, well, Vumatel's coming in here. Why don't you just why don't they just lease your ducts and and mm. put their and he said, under no circumstances is that going to happen. If uh, Vumatel puts their fibers through our ducts, we're going to cut it off. Oh, really? <laughs> There's so much animosity. And, and the, the end result is they're digging up your pavement three or four times over yeah. the span of two years. Um, 
Yeah, oh well. And now we've got gas coming to some neighbourhoods too, apparently. We have what, sorry? There's gas, gas, like uh, piped. Oh, really? Gas. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Busy digging up the road in Malabongwe. Oh, interesting. So look out for another spade of uh, this. Apparently, Vumatel is following the guys around um, <laughs> where they break the lines after fixing them immediately. <laughs> so at least the service is good. Yeah, yeah interesting gas. I mean, that, that's... Um yeah, you, you cut through that, you've got a potentially a much bigger problem than cutting through. Yeah, no, but those pipes are big. Eh? Those, I saw true. them on the side of the road. They're, okay, they're interesting. Is it, is it for a sort of mainline gas, or is it uh, the plan to deploy gas into people's homes? I believe they're piping gas through to, um, from, from the side of Randburg through to the other side down, um, Rav, not Ravonia, uh, uh, um, bottom of Jan Smuts. Oh. Uh, bottom of Jan Smuts. Uh, so it's like a feeder. Up to Hyde Park, kind of that area. Oh. They want to do the high pressure first, um, yeah. and then I think after that they said they will look at, obviously, then feeding off lines for okay. household use. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I always wonder why they haven't plugged um, a gas mains pipe into Parliament and just ch- ch- <laughs> channeled all the hot air out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's free uh, natural gas. Business plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Elon Musk, if you're listening, <laughs> we patented that idea first. Yeah, send your boring machine in. <laughs> uh, so, Telcom's results are out on Monday. It's a full year to the end of end of March, I think it is. Um, so, we'll be looking at uh, how they're doing. I'm expecting the fixed line numbers to be poor again. I think we'll see a continued decline in the number of fixed lines in service. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the broadband numbers look like, yeah. uh, particularly as the fiber gets rolled out. I'm expecting that we're going to see a uh, we're going to start seeing a, a proper decline for the first time in the number of ADSL users. Uh, because we will have just seen a switch to fiber over the last six months, and yeah, I think that, that yeah. number's going to start coming down. Uh, and I, I think we'll have, the other one will be their mobile division and to see how well they're doing, um, especially uh, after the launch in the middle of last year of the FreeMe plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the first full six months of, um, of that um, worked into the system, over six months. I think they introduced them in June last year. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how, how the numbers there have climbed and what it's done for their profitability and their revenues. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll know all that. Publishing, they're all, their results are out at 7 a.m. on SENS on, on Monday morning, and there's a presentation uh, late morning. So we'll be uh, keep oh, keeping can't wait. Close I'll, be I'll be there. I'll be there. I can see the excitement. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, we'll, um, we'll bring all that coverage on, on Tech Central on Monday, but it's going to be a, a particularly interesting set of results, I think, from Telcom, mm. uh, especially with the, the speculation now that uh, Telcom is planning to announce some sort of uh, major restructuring as well. So it's going to be a busy news day Monday. CellC is also in the news this week, and they're um, introducing uh, tariff plans that look to me like a response to FreeMe. Um, they yeah. uh, announcing new plans. They're called um, Contractor, I think. Uh, let me just get it. Connector, I beg your pardon. CellC Connector, and these are high value, um, high usage rather co- uh, contract plans. Uh, they range in price from 499 rand a month up to 1,499 rand a month, offering on the high-end package 3,000 minutes of uh, any network airtime. Um, I don't know how you'd actually that's use 3,000 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's a heck of a lot of voice minutes. And I, I suspect that Celsius priced these on the assumption that there'll be a lot of breakage here and that uh, people won't actually use all of those voice minutes. Mm, mm. Uh, so each of the plans comes with 1,000 SMSs. The top-end plan, the 14.99 one, comes with 50 gigabytes of data. And if you sign up by the end of June, you get 100 gigabytes of data a month. Sure, that's not bad. That is one heck of a lot of data on your mobile. Um, most people won't, don't need that. But I suppose if you don't have a fixed line at home, you could tether and... Uh, yeah, if you've got a good LTE connection, yeah. could work very well. It could, could work nicely, yeah. So a couple of plans here. The base, the entry-level one is a 499 rand a month called Connector 1, and that offers 1,000 anytime network minutes. So even on that basis, it's a very good voice deal. And I think what yeah, we're seeing uh, here is voice is becoming a real commodity. Um, it's uh, uh, th- these plans. People, are, I think these operators are realizing that people are buying plans based on data, not on voice anymore. Yes. They're looking for a lot of data, and they're looking for free voice on top of that. And t- Telcom pioneered that with the free me plans. And I mm-hmm. think this is, while it doesn't quite match the free me plans, I think it's it it it. it does a lot of what the freemium plans try and do. So they've got uh, Connector, uh, Connector 1, which offers um, 1,000 anytime, any network minutes, and 3 gigabytes of data, which is a bit piddling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose if you're coming from uh, one of the bigger operators, it's, um, <laughs> it's probably fairly generous. <laughs> uh, and you get 3 gigabytes of um, additional data if you sign up by the end of June. Uh, then there's Connector 2, uh, which is 599, which is also 1,000 minutes, plus 5 gigabytes of data, plus 5 gigabytes on promotion. Connector 3, which is 799 rand a month, which provides 2,000 minutes of voice calls and 10 gigabytes of data, plus 10 gigabytes on promotion. 
uh, and then there's connector 4, uh, which is the same as connector 3, but has 20 gigabytes of data plus 20 gigabytes on promotion. Uh, so that connector connector 4 uh, is um, uh, $9.99 a month. Uh, and that offers the same amount of data if you exclude the promotional data, the double mm, data. Mm. Uh, that offers the same uh, as um, as Telcom is offering on their Freemi um, Freemi 20 gig plan, uh, which is 5.99 rand a month. Um, so it, it, the pricing still looks a bit pricier. Although if you take advantage of the double data promotion until the end of June, then obviously you're you're scoring in a big way. Um, so on the 7.99 rand a month, you're getting 10 gig plus 10 gig if you take up the promotion, which is the same as you're getting on Freemi. Uh, 20 gig for 599. So the telecom offerings are still cheaper, but CellC, uh, I guess, has a wider network mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. telecom does. Um, uh, CellC's coverage, I believe, in Gauteng particularly is very good now. Uh, I haven't, I'm not a user of their network, but uh, of their mobile network anyway. Uh, but I believe that um, Gauteng CellC coverage is fantastic. Whereas a couple of years ago, it was it was pretty dire. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you go out of the cities. Uh, you know, there is some CLC coverage, but uh, like Telcom, you're inevitably going to be roaming. Mm-hmm. Um, not on Telcom, you roam obviously on MTN. On CLC, you're going to roam on on Vodacom, um, and in both instances, you're ro- roaming on those companies' 3G networks. Uh, so, if you need 4G LTE when you're um, out of the cities, uh, these plans probably are probably not for you. Probably not for you. Although um, I know that CLC, and we've run a story on this previously, I know that CLC is in negotiations with Vodacom to extend roaming to 4G LTE, mm. um, which would make the CellC offerings, I think, a lot more compelling. Yes. Um, I last Definitely. spoke to CellC CEO Jose Dos Santos about that about three months ago, so I should follow up and find out what's happening with that roaming uh, because then they, if they're going to strike, strike a deal, they must have done it by now, surely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Look, I think this is a good way to keep customers on your network, from, uh, especially from going to the you know, to the to the rival, hmm. um, and maybe for city stickers and, and business people, I can see a lot of value in the extra minutes of voice yeah. minutes with a bit of data. You know, I suppose if you're a road warriors, if you're a road warrior salesman or something, you need a lot of voice minutes. Yeah, it makes sense. But I think for most people, I mean, I don't know about you, Rachel, but I make a heck of a lot less phone calls or fewer phone calls than I used to. I'm actually I've recently started making a few more simply because I've just found it's a much better way of communication sometimes as oh, opposed yeah. to mailing in. Yeah. But that was a conscious decision. But yes, I don't generally. F- phone people it's yeah. always it's always mails and messages yeah. um, everybody seems to be quite happy to receive a whatsapp even in the business environment yes. so it's, it's quite interesting you know yeah. everybody's happy to be and I'm quite happy to just text somebody mm. either just with a quick question or you know do you want to chat later type of thing it, yeah. those boundaries of phoning somebody I always feel awkward you know yeah. do I phone them on the cell phone you know are they busy or not I guess yeah. you know if you carry your phone it's fine but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do it as well, especially with WhatsApp on desktop now. I um, I keep a window for oh, WhatsApp yes, open yes. in the corner, and you know, I, instead of phoning someone, ninety percent of the time I just send them a quick WhatsApp. You know, you know, you phone them, they can't answer. They're in a meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, they, exactly. so just WhatsApp them if it's just a question you need to ask quickly, and they can respond to you when they have a moment. Well, mm-hmm. if they're in a meeting, they can probably they'll probably respond to you while they're still in the meeting. We're in the future. We all got communication devices. We don't <laughs> have to use our voices. I love it. No, it's pretty cool. Um, and I, actually, I get a lot of phone calls and, and make a lot of phone calls now through WhatsApp. Um, I receive a lot of WhatsApp calls. I don't like it because it's still patched at points. It is. Um, although, you know, you know, my father phones me a lot on WhatsApp, actually. Uh, and um, he, he, he calls me on, from a fixed-line broadband connection at home. I'm at, usually at home when he calls on, on, on fiber. Mm. And the core quality is fantastic. It's better than the cellular network. Okay, okay. Um, so I guess it depends on the use scenario. Uh, Maybe I'm getting a lot of calls from people that are using their mobile, like 3G LTE connections mm. that could potentially play a part in it. Possibly, yeah. I mean, you've got to have a good signal and ideally a good 4G, not a 3G It's not always been bad. It's just, yeah, I, just, yeah. I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have the mindset yet of using that as my calling platform. Yes. Still, I've got so many minutes in any case. I yeah. might as well use yeah. them, save my data yeah. for something else. yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. I mean, on this free me plan, uh, you actually get free two gigs a month of free WhatsApp. So you place a WhatsApp call. You're not paying for any. You're not even using it. It more any, difficult to spend your data. <laughs> you're not even using your data, yeah. Um, it's, it's actually becoming challenging. It is actually challenging with some of these plans yeah. to use your monthly data allocation. I was actually considering dropping my data pack. I'm with Afrios and MTN and uh, yeah. just dropping my data allocation because I'm not using five gigs a month yeah. anymore. Yeah. I used to burn through it. Yes. I want fiber at home on the Wi-Fi. It's still plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like having a large mobile data allocation because it doesn't it means I, I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I can true, just fire true. up a YouTube video wherever I am and I can watch it. I can listen to streaming music in my car without giving it a second's thought. Mm-hmm. 
Google Photos, I upload my pictures the moment I take them. I don't wait for uh, until I'm home yes, in a I Wi-Fi agree. hotspot or in the office in a high Wi-Fi hotspot. It uploads them immediately so that they're backed up. If someone steals my phone, my photos, I don't lose any photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you can do that with a large data, mobile data allocation. It actually frees you. It changes the way you use your phone. Um, I don't even think about what I'm doing on my phone. If I want to watch a video, a half-hour video on Netflix on my phone, I'll do it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But even doing all of those things, mm. I still find myself using those data, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and it's true. I don't switch off even though I've got all this mobile data allocation, even though I have a 4G plus or LTE advanced connection on my phone at home um, from the local tower, I still connect to the fiber because it's mm. faster. Mm. <laughs> it and also, there's, uh, we, were, we, we weren't spoiled for many years. We were really, it's, it's been such a thing that's so long coming. We love our fiber connections. You yeah. want to utilize it yeah. and make sure it's loved yes. and it's being used. Are you still doing speed tests <laughs> on yours all the time? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, I wonder how fast it is today. Let's test it. Look, I, I consider it, uh, I consider it as uh, providing data to the speed test guy so they can always know what right. the best connections are. I'm no, you just enjoy doing it. <laughs> also do it at the office <laughs> with the 100-100 connection. And, uh, yes. But also it, it's, it's a useful tool if you need to know if something's down or, you know, mm. why is it so slow? Oh, it's a server, not, uh, mm. not your connection, mm. you know. Anyway, it's great to see Celsi bringing out these new tariff plans. They are aggressively priced, perhaps not quite as aggressively priced as Telcom's plans, but... Uh, but there we go. They are, um, I would argue, oh, yeah, a lot cheaper yeah. than uh, what you get from the, 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 the big red one and the big yellow one. <laughs> um, and hopefully it will force those companies to uh, to come up with some more interesting tariff plans. I did notice I was on the Vodacom website the other day. I noticed they have a data-led plan now for four ninety nine a rand a month, which I think gives you 10 gig of data. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but uh, there was definitely a, da- a data-led plan. I thought, wow, that's very affordable. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed, though, that... These companies are still fighting on the price war, but none of them are really come on board. And we've spoken about this before. Come on board with a good back-end solution for you to manage your data, your calls. Yeah. Make it easy for me to – maybe maybe they're not going to make as much money, but make it easy for me to manage my data and my, my audio minutes. Let me auto-top up when I need to so I can run a tighter ship around uh, like myself. Like Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it works so well. I mean, these other guys obviously have much bigger budgets to build stuff like this. Maybe their systems are just a bit big for the integration. Yeah, but maybe. Just give, give us good back-end access to manage our accounts. It's also in the interest for you, for, the, for you to go out of bundle, of course. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but come on, guys. We're living in the year 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't but you're right, about, you're, you're right about Afrihost. They've done a very good job with their... Uh, with that back end, and uh, I think the other, the big operators can learn something from them. Yeah, I mean, I use it all the time to to, to for my second uh, SIM cards, um, and one that my wife uses, manage the data very easily when it runs out, it auto top ups. Yeah. Um, we get notified, she can even do it when she needs to, without going to a bank and then transferring data to your phone number like you would yeah. normally do. Um, yeah, love to see that anyway. So let's move along. Um, iFlix, you'll remember them. I think we spoke about them on this podcast oh, yeah. uh, some time ago. They were, uh, I think they started in Southeast Asia, Malaysia or Singapore, one of those countries, uh, as a video on-demand competitor to, uh, to Netflix. Yes. And they recently expanded into the Middle East and, um, and, uh, and into Africa. In fact, we, we broke that story, I think, earlier this year. Uh, about their plans to expand into sub-Saharan Africa and the markets they were looking at, etc. Now, they've provided some more detail about their expansion plans. Uh, we've known for a while that they're going to set up their African head office in, in Cape Town, uh, but they um, they now announced the markets that they're first going to launch services in, and it really looks like it's going to be a mobile-first offering rather mm. than a traditional net- Netflix TV or tablet type of uh, or PC type of offering, um, which makes sense. You know, given the the mass of the market yeah. in these countries in Africa, um, will be consuming this via mobile. So the markets they've chosen are Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, and Zimbabwe. Uh, they'll be launching in those markets uh, within the next couple of months. In fact, by the end of the third quarter, which would peg it at uh, September, August. Yeah, August. Um, so within the next uh, three months. Mm. Um, and interesting that they're going for these markets. You know, Nigeria and Kenya, I can understand. Ghana and Tanzania, perhaps I could understand as well. But Zimbabwe, really? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that would be a launch market ahead of South Africa. Um, but, yeah, interesting one. They're, this will take their uh, footprint to 23 territories worldwide. Uh, they're promising local content, um, regional programming, uh, uh, as well as an extension, I'm reading here, an extension or an extensive rather collection of highly acclaimed African shows and movies 
uh, with iFlex, iFlex Africa planning to introduce exclusive African content series. Interesting. I haven't provided any detail about what that content is and who they've commissioned, etc. but I'm sure we'll find out closer to the launch. Uh, but yeah, interesting choice of markets. So not coming to South Africa yet. They have said they will launch in South Africa at some point though. Um, the question is why not first? Um, and I, you know, we can only speculate, but I, can, I, I imagine that what they want to do in South Africa is more akin to what Netflix and Showmax are doing yes, here, whereas yes. what they're doing in these other markets is more of a mobile first mobile, offering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think South Africa is strong enough on that yet because we've got those other offerings yeah. in any case, over and above the, the TV or desktop. So my, my guess is that uh, South Africa is going to get a desktop or TV-led uh, offering, uh, and that's, that's going to take a bit of more time to develop. Although I'd imagine that they have those platforms already for the Middle East and Asian markets. Mm. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it's something else. But um, it's good to have another player in the space. Um, it's good to have another player in the space. and um, Especially when that focuses on Africa for yeah. African content, I yeah. think. Because the bigger guys won't, uh, Netflix won't, I don't think, not yet, not yet. commission no. African content. Showmax is, has got South African content. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing some work in Kenya as well on Kenyan content. Uh, but um, certainly, uh, you know, it's certainly not widespread, mm. you know, uh, you know, it's not widespread content yet. Uh, and certainly Netflix, while they are developing local content uh, in markets in Europe, um, there's no sign of them doing that in South Africa yet or anywhere in Africa. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think, the, you know, the market's very competitive and people are testing different models and seeing what works. And um, I, I guess this is iFlix saying, well, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe the, the bigger opportunity here is not to take on Netflix in South Africa, uh, but maybe to um, maybe to to, to try, try and break some fresh ground in um, Greenfields stuff in in the rest of Africa using mobile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to have to work with mobile operators though if they want to mm. want this to be successful because uh, your um, your ordinary user can't afford to stream data out of their bundle. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, unless they've got strategies or, or, or plans for for low low resolution streaming, you know. I'm sure they do. At, uh, I'm sure they do. Adapting to low bandwidth. I'm sure they do, but still, consumers, you know, if you're if, if you're paying by the megabytes, you're going to be watching video for fun of it. Wi-Fi download option, maybe. Yeah, um, that'll probably be there as well. But you know, but again, does your in many of these markets, you know, Wi-Fi, you know, is, is quite inaccessible. Mm. And, you know, it tends to be in corporate environments or maybe an internet cafe, but, you know, many of the people in these markets may be far from those locations. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But we'll, we'll know close to the launch, which is going to be quite soon now. So Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, and Zimbabwe. Uh, and that's iFlix. Interesting. <laughs> right, we need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad! My game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my cord just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber, now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to Talk Central. How's it, Richard? How's it, Duncan? So Intel um, at Computex in Taipei this week uh, announcing uh, some, making some really interesting announcements, probably the most exciting announcements I've seen in the processor world in, in quite a few years. Yes. And yes. Um, a, a bunch of new um, uh, desktop processors they've announced, including a Core i9. Now, you've had a look at this announcement and what's coming. Uh, give us a bit of detail. Yeah. Oh. CPUs. When last were you excited about the process in your computer? Not Imagine, for a long time, oh, man. <laughs> I remember the days of writing about uh, you know Pentium Four and the you know the Celeron processors when they just came out. When they really was, mattered, actually. Yeah, when they mm. actually were groundbreaking. Mm. I mean, it's kind of laughable <laughs> how far we've come, actually. But yeah, now the most important thing we think about when when we buy a processor is you know which generation processor is, is it because we want to save battery life. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. about the processing power; it's about how much battery they chew. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it seems that Intel's uh, Intel is kind of readying itself for another wave of um, being the CPU maker um, on planet Earth uh, with the, with the, the new Core X range um, and more specifically focusing on the Core i9, which is a new high-end CPU. Um, now, if you know anything about CPUs, and I won't bore you too much with all the technical jargon, but in most computers these days have eight, four to eight cores, 
Yes. You know, pro- processing, video editing, streaming, all those things. Only four cores to eight cores. They're like, in essence, having four processors. Exactly. So it's, it's like eight a stream of processing yeah. power. Yeah. Um, in, in the, I mean, if we go back, and Rechot, you know more about the subject than I do, but if, if we go back to um, the 1990s and the 2000s, what Intel and its competitors like AMD were doing where they were putting up the clock cycles on these chips and they were making them faster and faster and faster mm, and faster. Mm. Uh, and, and everyone focused on, on, on the megahertz and the gigahertz of these processors. Uh, and uh, something changed about 10 years ago. And then the focus shifted to how many cores these processors had rather than the, yeah, the yeah, clock I speed. Intel, Intel, it was more than 10 years actually. Yeah. But uh, Intel launched hyper-threading. I think it was, it's still called hyper-threading, but I think they launched it with the hyper-threading. Okay. That essentially was the, the concept of having multiple cores okay. um, within one CPU. And it was groundbreaking. Yeah. I, mean, I remember writing that article clearly. I still have a copy of it. And it was, I was blown away. It yeah. was, this, this is the kind of thing, now all of a sudden I can do video editing and do something to listen to music without having glitches. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it was a crazy combination of power that was available to us. But for a long time, that's gotten a bit stale. I mean, we've got Core i7 now, MacBook PC all run, you know, these beautiful high-end processors, mm. but the demands have also changed. We haven't really had, a, I mean, apart from video editors, you really need more power and more memory at their disposal, fastest uh, hard drives. Um, the demands hasn't really required us to have more than the Core i7 that we have now with two or three gigahertz processing power and 16 gigs of RAM. And if you've wanted, to, if you're a gamer, you, you, you haven't really focused on the processor. I mean, you've bought a high-end processor. You bought but your graphics card would have taken over more of that. Much more yes. important to have a high-end graphics card. Exactly. Mm. With the recent kind of um, the wave of augmented reality and virtual reality, we now finding okay, there's a lot more power that we can we, that we need to utilize um, to actually produce mm. you know this effect that we want. Um, having said that, also we're finding a lot of guys uh, producing content for YouTube, so live streaming, Twitch guys recording a game that they're playing, live streaming it, and then interacting with their fans. I mean, you need a lot of processing power mm. to manage all of that stuff. I mean, you know what you can do with a piece of software now that you needed a soundboard before in yeah. terms of editing audio. So now uh, Intel has launched these new core, um, core, uh, core i7 or core, sorry, core range of core processors. Yeah. Um, but the high-end one, and this is where the real exciting part is, um, the high-end core i9 has got 18 processors. 18 18 cores. cores, sorry, 18 cores. There was a dramatic pause there, but they've got 18 <laughs> cores. Now imagine... Uh, having a two or three or four gigahertz processor times 18 to run. I mean, you can run a full-on broadcast studio now with multiple inputs and outputs if you have the right, obvious connection box. Yeah. Uh, and your computer can actually handle it. And mm. you can probably put that process in your notebook um, very soon. Um, it's very exciting stuff. I mean, obviously, the augmented reality is really where it's going to be matter. Yeah. Um, but for us normal people who won't be able to afford those technologies for a while, yeah. the fact that you know the power is finally catching up to to what we can do with software, you know, mm. whether it's video editing, whether it's graphic de- um, developing visuals um, on any of the Adobe tools, mm. cores are going to matter a lot more. It's clever naming as well, I thought, by Intel, because you've got the Core i3, which is their basic entry level um, chip, which you don't really want to use if you can avoid it. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Core i5, which is sort of the mainstream computing chip mid, mid middle of the road reasonable performance at a good price and you've got the core i7 which is more for the enthusiasts and the people who need processing power yeah um if you want a fast really fast machine then you'll go for a core i7 so now they've introduced the core i9 which signals to the market this is something beyond that this is something for um high-end gamers this is for uh, this is for um next generation applications like vr and ar yes. this is for uh, maybe uh, engineers and 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 people like that who architects who who really need that that sort of high end processing power, um, and it's going to be priced accordingly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're not going to be putting it in your computer just yet, I think. Um, like, I mean, like two thousand dollars. You say that, but uh, <laughs> you say that, but I think uh, there are going to be a lot of gamers out there who are going to buy this. It's going to be. Um, yeah, no, no. I think uh, look, there's not going to be a shortage of people who want to buy this. That's mm. for sure. But early adopters generally are those kind of yeah, people for the yeah. mainstream. We'll spend the big bucks. So I mean, this stuff will come down quickly. I mean, you know it does. how quickly processes turn. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to have a, a notebook with this kind of power. So if you want to jump in early, you can get the Core i9 Extreme uh, for a recommended. I think it was. 2,600 or 2,700 US dollars. Uh, that's just for the chip, not for the whole computer. Um, mm, so you're looking at yummy. about you're looking about 35, 36, 37 thousand rand for the chip for the for the extreme. And then you're Which, probably going to go for a high-end graphics card to obviously yeah. accompany it. Which I mean, that's 12, be 15 12 grand. Yeah. Memory. Mm. Yeah, no, you could probably spend a good 
you probably get close to six digits if you if you uh, if you want to build a real rig with this stuff. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it's not not going to be cheap. Of course, most people don't need the Core i9 Extreme. No, they won't. But um, I mean, this is going to unlock so much for so many people mm-hmm. who need that power. Mm-hmm. You obviously need to upgrade your power supply, most likely if yeah. uh, you don't have done if you haven't done so recently to accommodate. Uh, oh, yeah, is it quite more power? power yeah. It'll probably be a lot more power hungry. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at the specs here, I can't find it here, but I would imagine um, yeah. the, the Core i7 is not the, the, not the Core 9, but the others are 140 watts. So, yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah, but as you say, someone will put this into a laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's what it's going to really Probably matter. have a high end gaming laptop, you know, one of, you know, one of those high gaming laptops that. Uh, what's that gaming brand that Dell owns? Alienware. Oh yes, yes. Um, I'm sure. So I'm sure that sort of brand will, will be quite well, quick. I mean, this process would be clever enough to step down when it, when it needs to and yeah, not use power. I yeah. don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they built this. They probably didn't build this for mobile, but mm. I don't think they would have built it without mobile in mind. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, you know, you just know you're going to need all those processing cores next to, next time you fire up Minesweeper. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Minesweeper. In AR, yes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Sticking with international tech news, uh, Andy Rubin, who is the man who created Android, uh, the most successful operating system ever, if, mm. I'm not, if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe there's an embedded OS that's been more successful, but I can't think of one. No, but let's, let's be honest. I mean, Android has made, had such a huge impact. Yeah. You, can, you can claim that it, it's yeah. probably one of the most Bigger uh, than most Windows. Bigger yeah. than Windows, oh, which yeah. is quite something. Uh, so he has uh, lots of excitement, therefore, that Andy Rubin uh, went off and did his, uh, started his own company and has now developed uh, and has, I mean, he announced this some time ago that he was going to be doing this, but has released a product called the Essential Phone. Um, uh, it's a bit of an arrogant name, I think, but uh, <laughs> it's, it is a gorgeous looking device, I have to say, um, but it's particularly in the ocean depths color option, which... Uh, uh, is basically a combination of, of a dark green and gold. That's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful phone. The screen looks amazing. It's uh, edge-to-edge like the Samsung Galaxy S8. Not curved as far as I can tell, uh, but they built the screen around the front-facing camera. Uh, so <laughs> uh, the camera is actually looks like it's part of the screen. Um, the screen goes all the way to the top and wraps itself with a little U-shape around the camera. Um, amazing what they can do with screen technology oh, these yes. days. Um, but it just looks gorgeous. Uh, uh, fingerprint scanner on the back, dual LED flash. Um, the specs, it looks, it looks nice. And it comes with a, um, or it's accompanied by, I should say, a um, device called the Essential Home, which is, um, I guess, like one of these Amazon Alexas or yeah. um, Echo, sorry, not Alexa. Um, or okay, Schmoogle. Uh, yes. I wouldn't say the real word, just in case. Just in case, Google, <laughs> Google Home. And, of course, Apple is now rumored to be bringing out a Siri speaker as well uh, at their uh, to be announced at worldwide developer conference later mm-hmm. this month um but it's a it's a nice looking phone it's only going to be available in the u.s to start with unfortunately mm-hmm. um so unfortunately we are day, down here on the southern tip of africa we uh, miss out again um i'm still waiting for one of these companies to bring one of their um their smart speakers to this market um it'd probably be apple actually uh, you know yeah. they do bring all their products here so well, once the servers are in, to the data centers are up and running, then I'm sure we'll, we'll have those, right? Apple's data centers. <laughs> All of these. Amazon and uh, the lot. Yeah, I, I, I suspect that we, we won't be getting an Apple data center, but, uh, um, yeah, maybe they'll buy some space. No, like no. Microsoft data centers. <laughs> what I'm excited about in the essential is the 360 camera. Oh, yeah. Um, just clips on the back. Uh, I don't know how functional it'll be, but... Mm. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the, th- the technology behind 360 photography and videography. I think it could be quite interesting, yeah. especially if they develop this uh, as an in-house product. Mm. Cool. Um, that's the essential phone. So it's not coming here. So let's not spend uh, too much time talking about it. If you want to see more, we do have a story up on, on Tech Central, and uh, go have a look at the videos. They're quite cool as well. And uh, the last item in the news section, if we can call it news, uh, is that Tech Central is launching a new website. Um, very excited about this. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, actually, since we did a big redesign, and mm. it's overdue that we did one. Um, we're uh, hoping to take it live this weekend. Maybe we may have to push it out to early next week, but uh, it's basically ready to be unleashed on the world. Um, and I'm very excited about it. It's a beautiful, clean Looking design. gorgeous. Oh, wow. Um, it uses retina images, um, and I think we're one of the first, if not the first, uh, news website in South Africa to do that. 
so if you have a um, an, you know, modern iPad or a modern uh, Mac with Retina display or a PC with a high density display or a 4K monitor, uh, etc., then uh, this website uh, is going to look absolutely gorgeous on your phone. Uh, we've done, or on your device rather, we've uh, done a lot of work to make sure that the uh, site isn't too big either, even mm, though we're mm. using uh, um, very um, detailed images. Uh, the load time is still going to be good. So uh, if you're loading it on your mobile phone, we're not going to chow all your data. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'll load a lower re re resolution versions of those images on your phone. Uh, it's um, it's a gorgeous looking website, I have to say. I'm very, uh, very chuffed with it. Nick Burma has been doing a lot of great work uh, behind the scenes uh, to uh, to get the website ready and to uh, um, do a lot of the coding behind it. Uh, quite a lot of work has gone into it over the last uh, little while. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, 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 to us taking it live. It may be as soon as uh, tonight, Friday night, but uh, um, maybe not make any promises. We've still got a bit of work we need to do, so uh, uh, um, probably this weekend. Uh, if not this weekend, then early next week. No but, pressure. Uh, it'll no be, pressure. Up, be up really we'll have, a be, we'll have a beer in celebration afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I think I'm going to collapse on the floor when this is all done. <laughs> um, but it's a fantastic website. We uh, finally have a responsive site on Tech Central. I know a lot of our readers have complained about that in the past. Uh, we have taken too long to uh, have a, resp a responsive site that's uh, optimized for mobile devices. We now have it. Um, so it looks gorgeous on desktop. It looks gorgeous on your smartphone. It looks gorgeous on your tablet. Uh, so uh, let us know once it goes live what you think of it. Drop us some feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Um, we'd love to get your feedback, especially if it's positive. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so quite excited about that. It's been uh, keeping me uh, quite busy in the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, that uh, wraps up our news section. Uh, let's move on to our regular features. I think there is um, an obvious winner this week. Uh, you know, this, the, the, the news in this country is getting increasingly depressing and worrying mm. uh, with um, st st you know, reports of state capture and... Uh, our president and uh, the politics in this country and, uh, you know, just generally, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, um, but I, I, th I think it's important to pick our winner this week as we don't know who they were uh, and we probably never will know who they are, certainly not for a long time, mm. uh, because it's, it, it, you know, if, if their name is revealed or their names are revealed, um, it could endanger their lives. Uh, yeah. We're talking here about the Gupta email leakers, the people who we don't know what happened. We don't know if it, if their servers were hacked. We don't know if it was someone internal who who um, who leaked the information. But uh, whoever it was, whether it was one party or more than one party, they're our winner this week uh, for well uh, done for <laughs> leaking uh, all this information to Amar Bungani, the Daily Maverick, uh, and others. Um, apparently, over a hundred gigabytes of emails have been released, made available to these investigative journalists who are now planning to put the entire repository online um, uh, in a safe international destination. Uh, they haven't said who, but uh, I think I'll it was... I'll give them some space in my Dropbox account. Amabogani <laughs> <laughs> um, said they're working with an international entity uh, to safely mm, release mm. these documents and ensure they're, they're protected on an international server so they'll be made available for everyone who wants to trawl through them and pick them apart and uh, you know because I mean there's a limited journalistic capacity to go through yeah. over 100 gigabytes of, of emails I mean that's a vast quantity of emails and, and, and hopefully leading to a lot of good things getting rid of a lot of the bad apples yeah no I mean this is probably the most significant leak of information in this country's history and interesting to note that it's they're obviously following the the, the, the WikiLeaks kind of uh, yeah. Julian Assange style, uh, Edward Snowden style way of releasing mm. um, content, you know, mm. make sure it's in a safe place, make sure you entrust the right journalists mm. with it and then release yeah. it to the public. Yeah. I mean, apparently the only reason it's come out now is apparently the Daily Maverick and uh, their investigative unit, Scorpio, which is a newly created, yes. and Amo Bongani have been sitting on this, these, this data trove for months um, and they've been work trying to figure out how to protect the sources. Uh, and then apparently what happened was another a third party who they were discussing this with got access to, to some of the documents mm. and then selectively leaked those documents to the Sunday Times and to City Press over the weekend without the knowledge of Amabungani in the hope of influencing the ANC NEC meeting at the weekend oh, uh, where they were going to discuss the recall mm. of Zuma. Um, and uh, so now it's out in the open. Um, uh, but they're still hoping to protect their sources. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating time in this country. It's a very, um, very dangerous time in this country. Um, very worrying. Mm. Uh, you know, things can go either way right now. 
people have a lot to lose, and if uh, they're backed into a corner, mm. you never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, w- this is all coming out now. I mean, what should be happening in South Africa right now is the head of the police, the Hawks in effect, who's been compromised, should be standing up and saying, we are launching a full-scale st- investigation into state capture. The president at this point should stand up and say, I resign. He's said he's mm. not going to. Uh, he should. I mean, the, the allegations are damning and comprehensive against him. Um, he should. He should. He should resign. As a matter of principle, he should. He should fall on his sword and say, "There are, are these series of serious allegations against me. I, it is untenable that I continue in the position of president of South Africa, and I step down." He has no. But if that was his character, he wouldn't his have character. been into this place. He wouldn't have been in this position the first. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But um, I mean, just uh, going through, reading through the um, the weekend papers, looking at what um, the Business Day, what. Uh, Delhi Maverick and others have been publishing Amobangani uh, over the last few days. It, it, it's hard to see how um, it's hard to actually see how there aren't going to be a lot of people going to jail, including mm. our president. Um, you know, suggestions that he's bought a house in Dubai that with the Guptas that he's going to flee the country. I mean, this is the stuff of organised crime. Yeah. Um, you know, our uh, country really needs this now. That's for sure. Yeah. Needs needs this change. Anyway, I could, I could. Uh, um, I'm on the verge of launching a 10-minute diatribe about politics. Let me avoid doing that since this is a tech podcast, and let's move on with our featured, uh, our um, winner and loser of the week. So our winner this week is the Gupta email leakers. Congratulations to them, and um, uh, all the best of luck to the journalists who are at the front line in the front lines here, who are going to be reporting on this in, in, mm. in the months ahead, and um, it's going to be a very tough time because there's going to be intimidation. Um, you're dealing with some very um, crooked people here. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think in time, you know, these people will fall and people will go to jail and the country will move on. But, um, you know, until, until, until it happens, until, until there's a change in presidency at least, um, it's dangerous times mm. if you're investigating this stuff. I mean, uh, Zuma reportedly said at the weekend at the NEC that he said he apparently warned his colleagues in the NEC, don't, don't press me, don't pressure me, otherwise you're going to see the real Zuma. You won't write like the real Zuma. Uh, I mean, this is the stuff of, uh, I don't know, banana republics, I want to say. Uh, but we have a strong press, we have a strong judiciary. The police have been compromised. Uh, the police should be investigating this, they're not. Uh, we used to have a strong public protector. We don't appear to have one anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually up to the press and, and the judiciary to, and, and, and the opposition. Mm. Uh, and the, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm launching my diatribe when I said I wasn't going to. Let's move on. <laughs> Our loser this week okay. is British Airways <laughs> uh, for their um, IT disaster at the weekend, which caused global tra- travel chaos. I would oh, not man. like to have been at Heathrow Airport over the weekend. <laughs> Apparently, sure. someone switched off their uh, switched off a key computer or computer center, um, and somebody switched off the server. Someone switched <laughs> off the server, <laughs> and the backup didn't kick in. And uh, we haven't seen the full story yet, but uh, uh, that basically, is, yeah. uh, bad planning from what I can see. Um, so it cost them must cost, have cost them, them a few million. Cost them, yeah, billion pounds, pounds probably. Um, billions, I would imagine. Reputational damage as well. Uh, so it's our, uh, easily our loser this weekend is British Airways. What's your pick this week, Rafa? So um, I'm a fan of apps. I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of my Mac. <laughs> and the app that I've been playing with uh, a lot over the last few weeks um, is something called DJ Pro. Um, now, I'm sure you, you know a few friends that like to spin the decks or have spun the decks uh, in their youth. You know, there's a lot of DJs out there. But what's the, DJ, DJ Pro is, is now taking all this big hardware that you needed. Um, you know, the CDJ type, uh, CDJ type CD player or your mixing desks. And they've put it into some good software. Now, yes, there's a lot of mixing softwares out there. But DJ Pro works surprisingly well. For about 800 Rand, it's available on Mac, Windows, iPad, and iPhone. So how much did you say? 800 bucks. Okay. This is just a software. Um, you can use it as a full-on mixing suite like I do when I plug it into some nice speakers and I'm at home and I just play, play my music without having any controller hardware decks. But yeah. you can also plug in a controller deck. You can buy there's, there's a number of brands. Casio's got them. Techniques has got them. Pioneer's got them. Um, and plug in your, your hardware console and then 
basically turn your DJ software into your mm. full normal look, mix. I was, d- I was down here at that music shop here in Rainberg the other day having a look at some of those. Oh, they've got some nice stuff, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. They've got, they've got uh, the brands that you want. Um, techniques, uh, the other one skipped my mind now. But DJ Pro, what's a nice piece of software? And the, 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 the algorithms that they use to either speed up and keep your pitch, speed up your music, keep your pitch uh, of the tune, um, it's really come such a long way from the last time I used software mm-hmm. to mix music. Um, you can even do video mixing. So it's got a, a, a module where you can video mix. You can mix up to four channels on the software. Um, and you can, if you've got a Spotify account, you can actually stream your music directly from Spotify, which is fantastic, oh, wow. actually. So you can literally walk into a party and play any song in the world, even if you don't have it on your mixing desk. So you, you can create your own little radio station at home? You can, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm going with it. Let's oh, see, okay. let's see. But uh, that's why I'm playing with the software. But uh, and, and there's a lot of effects built in. You can buy a lot of effects packs. It's it's really proper pro software yeah. that anybody can use. Yes. Um, and yeah, I've been very impressed with it. DJ DJ Pro. That's cool. That's well cool. worth checking out. I haven't even shown it to you, but let me just. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm actually looking at it here. Oh, you've got it there. Yeah, you, you asked me the other day about Mixler, uh, which I came across. Uh, have you tried that out uh, as, a, as a method of broadcasting your own radio station? Yes, I'd, I looked at it. Um, I haven't, I'm not quite there with what I'm trying to do yet. Okay. Um, but when I do, I will definitely investigate. I've got it yeah. to my, my tabs to must see to look at. Mm. Um, live streaming is definitely where this is going. Yeah. You know, where any, any content is going. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I like the idea as well of um, uh, spinning up a weekly radio show, just playing some music. Mm, um, beautiful. It appeals to me, actually. I... Uh, I, um, I I must I must just um, sp- spend the time investigating uh, a little bit further. You know, I, I just the, the thing is, uh, you know, how many listeners are you going to get at the end of the day? Um, I mean, so many you do it for the music more than you know to have something like, out there. like most radio DJs. You do it for the music. I, I look at it as like creating a playlist, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of us like creating a playlist with our music that yeah. we can give to somebody, like you used to put on a CD and give yeah. to somebody, and it's, you tell a stories with your music. Yeah. You know, yeah. Having an online, maybe a radio show, one hour, two hour show. Mm. You know, if you have five mm-hmm. listeners or somebody listens to it on the way to work, mm-hmm. it's, I think it kind of reaches its goal. What's now, the if, if you want to do that, yeah. sorry, if I can just uh, add sure. a, a, a peak B to this. If you want to host um, content like that, Mixcloud is where you should be going to. Oh, yeah. Now, SoundCloud is, has got its own set of issues at the moment. Um, it may not be around for much longer. It's a great platform. I love it. But Mixcloud isn't as... Um, stringent on I mean it's a, it's a service a lot of DJs use but they're not a start on the, uh, the copyrights if mm. you use the music in something you create like a, 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 a the DJ set or a radio show or whatever you can actually host it on there mm-hmm. so I'm still also investigating that but uh, it seems like a good platform to use if you want to create a radio show Mixcloud Mixcloud yeah okay a lot okay. of DJs and a lot of commercial And music is that live there. as well? Or is it is that for putting, putting like a podcast? It's like a podcast, like a SoundCloud type service. I okay. think they may have live services. Okay. But um, yeah. there's a lot of ways to go live, I think, if you're just having a microphone and uh, mm. mixing software like this. You mm. don't need too many inputs and outputs. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to do As you know, I'm a big fan of, of 70s progressive rock. Which oh, yes. Is, uh, yes. Which has actually got a big following online. And uh, I'd love to do a... Like on a Sunday night, you just sit down for an hour and a half, two hours, and you just um, play some good prog and have a chat about an album or something. Oh, right. So what you can do with this, actually, so you've got a lot of pre-programmed buttons on there. So mm-hmm. you can actually pre-program your stingers in. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to do your, let's go to the news if you do that, or beginning of the show, end of the show, yeah. breaks in between, you can just push those buttons and they will obviously play the jingle for you. So mm-hmm. it's all within the software. You can, you can use it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm just going to check that out. I'll go and have a look. So it's for Windows, Mac, and Linux, you said? No, Windows, Mac, uh, uh, iPhone, and iPad. Oh, right. Okay, cool. My pick this week is uh, a bit um, offbeat, actually. It's uh, something called the Olexar Sticky Dashboard Mat. Uh, it it's, uh, sounds odd, but it's, it's very cool. It's um, possibly, I think... Where did you get this? The Adult Store, or...? From the? the <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's um, uh, not that type of... No, not no, that, okay, no, okay. No, just sign like something. <laughs> uh, it's uh, something you put on the da- dashboard of your car. It's got this, it's made of this um, clever material. I don't know what it is, but it's sticky, but it doesn't leave any sort of residue. You, you slap it onto your dashboard and it sticks. Um, and then it's got two slots in it where you can put your smartphone, either leaning back or, or, or vertically oriented. So I put mine right behind my steering wheel. And for, if I'm dr- navigating somewhere, I'll just put it, put my smartphone in there and I'll navigate using Google That's Maps. That's very cool, very um, cool. I mean, obviously you can get these fancy things that stick to your windscreen and uh, that sort of thing, like you, people used to do with um, G, uh, standalone GP, uh, GPS uh, mm, navigation mm. devices. Um, but it, it's quite a cool device and it's, it's got this really, 
I don't know how to describe it. It's like a rubber, sticky, rubbery material, but it's not. It, it leaves no residue whatsoever. Um, and you can throw your keys in there. You can throw coins in there. You can hurl your car, hurtle your car around a corner, and, and your, your, your keys and your, awesome. and your coins will stay there. Uh, so it's quite cool. It costs 140 bucks. I bought one from uh, uh, Mobile Fun, za.mobilefun.com. They're an online cellular accessories retailer based in the UK, but they ship to South Africa. Uh, 140 bucks uh, seemed like a good investment to me, and uh, I quite like it. It's the uh, OLXR sticky dashboard mat for smartphones. So go check that out. And uh, that, apart from our quiz results, is our show. Um, let's do those quiz results quickly. Uh, our first question this week was, Intel has debuted a new processor, the Core i9, that has, many, has as many as how many processing cores? And the answer is 18. Very legal now, that's for sure. <laughs> Which is South Africa's most connected province in terms of telecommunications, according to a new study by Stats SA? The answer there, Western Cape. They might not have any water, but they've got broadband. Our third question, Andy Rubin, the man who created Android, has built an Android phone. What's it called? And that's, of course, the is of course the essential phone. The fourth question, which airline's IT system crashed last week, causing massive disruption for travelers? I'm so glad I wasn't <laughs> traveling. And the answer there is British Airways. And our last question this week, which African country this week switched off the internet? Can you believe it? Allegedly to stop school exams from being leaked. And that's Ethiopia. Oh, that's a bit of a, what a fail. massive step. <laughs> <laughs> what a fail. Anyway, can you imagine trying to run an internet business in that country? Mm, no. <laughs> well, that is even possible. Imagine having the internet switched off. Yeah. No, everything will come to a standstill. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't do our jobs. ATMs will go down. Yeah. Banks will go down. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, that's our podcast this week. As always, if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techcentral.co.za is our email address. Go check out the new Tech Central website. Uh, it might not be live this weekend. I hope, I'm hoping it is, but if it's not, then early next week we'll, uh, it'll be there. And uh, let us know what you think about that as well. Until next time, uh, from Rechel and myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao.